what I love about Nicole. She is a mother who plays, really plays. What I love about Charlie, he loves being a dad. He loves all the things you're supposed to hate, like waking up at night. She knows when to push me and when to leave me alone. He never lets other people keep him from what he wants to do. Dad, you're too far. I know. It's not easy for her to close a cabinet. He's incredibly neat. She's brave. He's brilliant. She's He's very, very competitive. Tell Charlie what's happening, and Cassie, you then hand him the envelope. I just get nervous. Can you unserve? What do you mean, like take it back? Charlie and I are getting a divorce, Mom. You can't be friends with him anymore. Gma! Charlie Bird! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> Mom! What? You know, most people in my business, you're just transactions to them. I like to think of you as people. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> You remind me of myself on my second marriage. Baby, I'm amazed the way you love me all the time. Part of what we're gonna do together is tell your story. Did you dye your hair again? No, this is me. You don't like it? Is it shorter? I prefer it longer, but... How are you doing? I realized I didn't ever really come alive for myself. I was just feeding his aliveness. I'll never get to really be his parent again. He needs to know that I fought for him. It's not as simple as not being in love anymore. Eventually, it'll be the two of you having to figure this out. Together. We start from a place of reasonable, and they start from a place of crazy. When we settle, we'll be somewhere between reasonable and crazy. Right, welcome to the series premiere of A Thousand Essential Movies, Give or Take, on the You Wouldn't Get It podcast. Connor McPartland alongside younger brother and co-host Aiden McPartland. Say the people, Aiden. Hello. We are talking movie number one in our A Thousand Essential Movies list, Marriage Story. Marriage Story. My personal favorite movie of 2019. I I think it's also my favorite movie of 2019. Because I can't really put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in front of it, even though that's probably my second favorite, just because there are certainly, there's like no scene in Marriage Story that I didn't like. Yeah. So that's what it has above most of the other So movies. before we get into that, just some quick background. It was released December 6th, 2019 uh, on Netflix. Had a budget of $18 million. Uh, it was in theaters for a little bit. It only grossed $300,000. But it's so, a Netflix movie. But it's so a Netflix movie. Six Oscar nominations. Um, it stars Adam Driver as a man named Charlie and uh, Scarlett Johansson as a woman named Nicole, and they play a couple with a child who decide to get divorced. Um, Aiden, Marriage Story is an essential movie because blank. Because it's just perfect in every sense of the word. It does things that I don't think any other movie can get away with. It's- Specifically with the editing in this movie. Like, it's a very small thing that I noticed, but no other movie would make it work like this movie does. Because, can I can I go into that? Yeah, yeah. So, in this courtroom scene, the one with, you know, where they're going back and forth, uh, they, Noah Baumbach, who directed it, he edited it in a way that it goes from uh, Charlie's shoulder and then just goes to Nicole's shoulder looking at the same thing. Now, that'd be a very weird edit. That'd be like Bohemian Rhapsody-type editing, you know? Like, very unusual and very bad. Yeah. But it works because this whole movie is about perspective. Because it starts with Nicole... Like, the first act... Can you agree with me? That's kind of Nicole's story? Yes. Yeah. Then second act, it's Charlie. And then third act, it's both... It just goes back and forth, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that's another... It really shows you the perspective of each person. And I think that's what's going to be talked about a lot. So we, yeah, I should say written and directed by Noah Baumbach. Um, The six Oscar nominations, it got um, Best Actress Scarlett Johansson, Best Actor Adam Driver, Best Supporting Actress Laura Dern, Best Original Screenplay 
uh, best original score and best picture. So no best film editing from there. I never really thought about the film editing. It's a very unique type editing. Do you, you remember yeah. that, right? Well, yeah, now that you say it, but um, ask, ask me that question. The question that I asked you. What, what makes Marriage Story an essential movie? One of the 1,000 essential movies. Uh, the writing. And this goes in what, to what you said before, which is that um, the first act of the movie uh, is from Nicole's perspective. The second act of the movie is from Charlie's perspective. And then the third act of the movie is when they're going into the courtroom, they're uh, starting the divorce process and the, um, tension. Re- the tension and the results of that process. And the dialogue is is really it's fast paced at times especially in scenes between driver and johansson and as we'll get into there are just some fantastic monologues um it's a very monologue driven movie it is there are there are a lot of monologues in it um and i just think that the screenplay is so great um and it probably won't win Best original Sad, screenplay. I don't think so. Which let's get into that real quick because this movie, six Oscar nominations. I agree with you. I think it was my favorite movie to come out in 2019. You nor I have seen Parasite yet, so maybe mm-hmm. that'll change when we see Parasite. But it was both of our favorite movies, and it kind of has just gotten lost in the award yeah, season wind. It deserves everything it's nominated for, I mm-hmm. think. But it, it will win, win probably one award, maybe. which we'll get into. Yeah, I don't think maybe. I think it's a lock. Yeah. But well, after what happened last year, that's true. Um, but I don't yeah. see anybody but I do, else. Yeah, I do agree. Yeah. With that's pretty much a lock. So, yeah, that's just that's just crazy that this flawless movie is probably probably gonna get one will win just one and and has kind of gotten for forgotten about. I remember when I thought season. Scarlett Johansson was the winner. Which was the front runner. Yeah. I thought Adam Driver was the front runner. You and I too. both thought that. We both picked him over Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Um, we should point out the little background on this. Um, Noah Baumbach wrote and directed this. He's writer director of um, indie My- movie Galores, yeah. Francis Ha, The Meyerowitz Stories, Kicking and Screaming. He's an indie movie king. Um, he was married to an actress named Jennifer Jason Lee for a long period of time they actually had a child together uh she starred in many of his movies and they are no longer married they got divorced and so a lot of people think that this is a movie about all all of his movies kind of are about a phase in his life there's another movie he did with adam stan adam sandler sandler adam driver and ben stiller that i'm forgetting right now but that was a movie when he was going through his um, midlife crisis, kicking and screaming. Oh, it was did a movie you mean he wrote Adam during his. Sandler and Driver? No, Adam Driver and sure? Ben Stiller. They okay. were in a movie, and I can't remember the name. It was okay, with well, Naomi ben Watts. Was in a movie with Adam Sandler, so that's why I thought yes. you meant that. Um, and the Meyerowitz stories, which is the movie you're referring yes. to, uh, is him writing about the troubles that he had with his father. So all of his movies are about different phases of his life and a lot of people think this movie is about his divorce with jennifer jason lee and i actually heard a good point um i either read it or heard it on a podcast about how this might not be a movie about his relationship with jennifer jason lee it may be a movie about his current relationship with greta gerwig they've been together for seven years not married but they do have a child together and i i saw it as soon as I heard and or read about it because there are a lot of parallels here. Greta Gerwig or Greta Gerwig is from Sacramento. She likes shooting in LA. She likes living in LA. Noah Baumbach is from New York, likes living in New York, likes shooting in New York. That's a big part of this yeah. movie is is the, the main divide between the two. Yes. She wants to go off to LA and he wants to stay in New York. And so it's almost as if he and Gerwig were like, what would happen if we got divorced? And that's where he came up with this idea for this movie. I, when, when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, because I, I, I think that's it. I think that's like the main like idea yeah. of this. What would happen if they got divorced? Yeah. So I don't I don't think it's exactly about his relationship with Jennifer Jason Lee as much as it is his relationship. I'm sure with it's Greta like Gerwig. a little bit 
you know, from that relationship. But yeah. I feel like the main plot was from what you said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said yeah, that yeah. a lot so far. I just realized that. Um so let's you want to get into some categories? Do we have anything else we just Oh, well let's talk about the I've heard a lot of people talk about the flaws with this movie that just like make me angry, which is like one of the reasons a lot of the flaws that people had with this movie when it came out. First of all, the title of it, Marriage Story, people don't like it because it's not really a story about marriage. I'll give people that. Yeah. If you're annoyed by but that. It's about a marriage it is. that falls apart. That's true. But we don't really get to see their marriage so much as we do the aftermath of their marriage. That is a very terrible reason for not liking a movie. The title's off. Well, I can just, like, if you were, if you went into Marriage Story not reading anything about it, not having watched the trailer and thought it was about a marriage, then yes, I could understand why you were disappointed at the end. But I don't think, a lot of people think that there's overacting in this movie, and I don't believe that to be true. Here's the thing. We are not children of divorce. No. We are not experienced. We do not have experience in this. Um, I think the people will say the greatest divorce movie of all time was Kramer versus Kramer. And that came out in 1979. And I actually watched that movie over the summer. And if, if your parents were getting divorced when that movie came out, then you were going to call that the greatest divorce movie of all time, no matter what, no yes, matter what movie absolutely. comes before that, because you resonated with that movie. Um, but I recently rewatched that movie over the summer or not rewatched. I watched it for the first time. And a good two thirds of that movie really is more of a father son movie between Dustin Hoffman and his child. And then the last act of the movie is him getting the divorce with Meryl Streep. So I think of this more as a divorce movie than Kramer versus Kramer is. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. But, I mean, everyone's going to have different points of view on how this movie handles and interprets divorce, especially if you are a child of divorce, which, again, you and I are are not. not. So that being said, let's get into some categories. All right. The O Captain, My Captain Award for Best Scene. I have a lot of nominees here. I have so many. When you said Best Scene, I was like, oh, can't count the whole movie because the whole movie is is amazing. Really good. Um, All right. So the opening montages. This was very, very unique the way it happened. The first 10 minutes of this movie are um, Scarlett Johansson doing a. What would you call it? Voiceover monologue. Voiceover monologue about all the reasons she loves her husband, Charlie. And it goes Charlie. through a montage of, like, It goes things. through a montage of everything that she likes about him, how he's emotional sometimes. How he eats so much. How he eats so much. And then... How he pretty much believes in her. Yeah, yeah. How he... And, and we should point out that in New York... She Nicole is a four. She had one good movie as a teenager where I think she went topless, and that's all that she's known for. And 20, 30 years later, she's now a stage actress under the direction of Charlie. That's how they first met, yeah. was she auditioned for one of his plays. Um, and so that's what they've done in New York is that he's written and directed a bunch of plays for her to star in. And so the first the first five minutes of this movie is her uh, doing a voiceover, saying all the reasons that she loves Charlie. And then the next five minutes is Charlie doing a voiceover and saying all the reasons that he loves her, how she's super competitive, how she can help him open jars, open jars, um, how she, she is just such a good actress. And then it is revealed afterwards that they're actually in a therapy session and they had to write down a list of all the reasons that they love each other. And their therapist wants them to share this list to each other, but Scarlett Johansson does not want to. Which is another great use of editing. Like, pretty much the same thing in the courtroom. It just keeps going from their shoulder to shoulder. It doesn't work in most movies, but this, it really does work. It does work. And it was just such a great way to open up a movie. It really shows, like, the relationships that each of them has with uh, their child. I, I forgot his name. Henry? Henry, yeah, I yeah, think so. Yeah, the relationship that they both have with Henry mm-hmm. and how they really do love him a lot. Yeah, and how they really do love each other yeah. a lot and the long list of reasons why. And then we also just to get to see what types of people these two are yeah. and how normal they are 
but also um, the the comedic ability comes out pretty pretty fast with um, both Adam Driver and Scarlett yeah, Johansson. It's like the jar, yeah, the part where he's just like red in the face and you don't know why, and then he just can't open a jar. Like that was a really funny like quick cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and then I I tried to do these in order, but yeah, these too. might have fallen out of order because we've seen this movie once. We saw it in November, right? I yeah. think it was November or December that we saw it. Um, Scarlett Johansson's monologue. Mm-hmm. She's sitting. Laura Dern plays her uh, Nora, who is her divorce lawyer, and this is when she first goes to Nora to try and hire hire her. And Nora says, "What happened in the relationship? Why do you want to get divorced?" And it's a good three-minute monologue um, all in one take mind you where she's moving around she's going from the couch where she's sitting to the bathroom and she's coming back and it's all one take and she's crying and it's a really powerful monologue you really see um, all the reasons why she just she wants more out of life she kind of wants to be I I, like hatch out of her cocoon I realized I I didn't ever really come alive for myself. I was just feeding his aliveness. And, you know, he was so smart and creative. It, it was fine. You know, I would tell him things at home in private, and they would work their way into public conversation into his work. And for a while, that felt like enough. I mean, I was just so, so, so flattered that someone like him would would find an idea I had worth trying or a comment I made worth repeating and and then I got pregnant. And I thought that having a baby could be ours, could really be ours, but also really mine. And, you know, he was so excited. <laughs> so it was nice. And for a while, my kids, they, they belong to themselves. It's like the instant they leave your body, it's just the process of them going away and I didn't belong to myself. And it was small stuff, stupid stuff, and big stuff. All the furniture in our house, it was his taste. I didn't even know what my taste was anymore because I had and, never And she said something me. along, and we'll get to, I think we'll get to it when we get to best quote because I want to read it word for word. But it, it's just, like we said, this first act is really just about Nicole. Yeah, and her perspective on everything. And you really, when I first saw it, I was like, Oh my gosh, Charlie's an awful human being. We find out here too, I believe, that he cheated on her, yeah. that he had an affair. So it's just, it's it. It's not like she's vomiting a bunch of exposition on us and plot and explaining why. It, it's just, it's layered in such mm-hmm. a great way with such great acting from Scarlett Johansson, probably her four-year consideration moment of the movie. Yeah, I don't know what else it would be. Yeah which we can get into that later when we talk about performance specifically. Um, Shooting TV, she goes out to Los Angeles because she gets a pilot for the sci-fi show. And there's just, there's one scene where she's standing. They just, she's, she's in a, there's a green screen behind her. She's in one of those green screen suits with like all the little balls, ping pong balls glued onto her. And the executives are telling her what, they want from her in the scene and i just thought it was really funny i thought it was yeah, one of the funnier was, scenes yeah. in the movie you don't really see the executives a lot but you just hear them bickering back and forth yeah they're they're mainly off camera in the scene but it was just it was really funny to me um handing the divorce papers that was probably the funniest scene in the movie for me. so um nicole's mom played by julie Haggerty, and her sister played by Merritt weaver live in los angeles and so they go she goes over to um her mom's house she calls adam driver to come from new york to la so she can hand him the divorce papers now she legally cannot hand him the divorce papers so her plan is to warn charlie that he is going to get handed divorce papers and then have her sister again played by Merritt weaver hand him the divorce papers and it's just an incredibly funny scene because the mom and the sister like are for some reason confused because um her mom loves charlie and doesn't want to 
see them get divorced and her sister gets like stage fright and is nervous about how she, she's worried that she's going to screw up simply handing yeah. her the papers. And it's a very, it, it's incredibly funny scene, but it's also that fast paced dialogue mm-hmm. and a good example of it that Bombak uses throughout the movie. Yeah. That's, That's it. Yeah. yeah. But I also, in that scene where uh, Charlie gets in the house, mm-hmm. like you were just, I was just thinking, oh my god, is he gonna find? Is he gonna see the divorce papers? That's true because in the end, like she she sets him down on the counter, and she doesn't have time to warn him about everything because they think that they're they go into it. I'm assuming like every couple now goes into a divorce. Like we're not gonna get lawyers. We're not gonna do any of this big stuff. We're not gonna fight. We we can handle this. We're grown ups. We've known each other for a long time. And so when he eventually does find out that she's already hired a lawyer. Um, you get worried that she yeah. that he'll get um, upset, and it's also great too because in one of the scenes when he's listing all the things that he loves about her, one of them is her inability to close cabinets. Yeah. And before this, she's like takes a drink of alcohol before, and she leaves the cabinet door open. And then when he comes in, he just bounces around from room to room asking where Henry is. Yeah. It's it's not a long take, but it's like edited. There's yeah. some of the editing to go from room to room. And he closes one of the cabinet doors, and that's kind and of like a funny. Like even the mom gag. does that, and she like just keeps yeah. closing cabinets around her while they're talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Adam Driver's call with Laura Dern when he's in New York City, and Nora calls him up, says that um, you know, he needs to come down to L.A. He just she kind of explains to him the system because again, a major part of this movie is the fact that he lives in New York. And she took Henry to L.A. with her. But the reason I had this down was because um, the the cast of whatever play he's directing also has their funny comedic moments. Mm -hmm. And it's also... um, Wallace Shawn just tries to talk to him when he's yeah, on the that's phone. True. He keeps telling him to go away. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, it was funny. And you also get to meet the person that he had an affair with. Yeah. Um, Adam Driver hires Ray Liotta's character. Yeah, I have that too. So he first he wants to hire Ray Liotta, who's like one of the best divorce lawyers in Los Angeles. And what's so great about it is because you get to see how Laura Dern handles Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. She offer she like just wants to talk for a little bit about like what she's feeling, what she's going through. She offers her cookies. She makes the room very, very comfortable. And then Adam Driver goes to Ray Liotta, who's also the most respected lawyer in his field. And it's very down to, all right, this is how much it's going to cost. Why did you do this? Should We're going to hire a private investigator yeah, to follow her around. I think that's the most fast dialogue that happened. Because he's just like, Ray Liotta's just going for it. Yeah. Like 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And it's just, it, the way he says it is just really funny and how fast he says it was really good. And it really shows you the person in the background that's just there for like he, I'm assuming Ray Liotta's assistant yeah. that he's always just and agreeing for some reason has to pay him like a thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, and it also like is the first example of how messy this divorce is because Ray Liotta like wants to hire a private investigator to go into um, Nicole's past, and he asks um, Charlie how much she drinks and if we and he wants to use the alcoholism approach to it, and so th- that that's a good example. It also really shows like what their relationship really was in L.A. Because throughout the whole movie, Charlie's like, he doesn't like L.A. But he got married there. Henry was born there. And something... And now, happened. well, now Henry lives there. Now, yeah, now she... Henry's living there. So it's it's really just, like, showing you, like, where... What, like, what happened. Because a, a major thing that Nora is going to use against him in court is the fact that Henry would have to move into an entirely like new environment in New York, even though they lived in there for a brief period of time. Um, he's now going, he's now in schools there and whatnot. Yeah. And it's also like Ray Liotta like, is constantly yelling at Adam Driver for yeah, screwing up. He never up. stops yelling, which is so funny. Yeah. Um, the trick or treat sequence. So it's Halloween, Adam Driver's in Los Angeles. Scarlett Johansson dressed up as David Bowie, by the way, yeah. for Halloween. I love that. Um, she took Henry out for trick-or-treating. 
and Adam Driver wants his time with Henry because he had one of his costume designers make him an Invisible Man costume. And Henry, I think, was going to be like a smaller version of the Invisible Man. I think Frankenstein. Frankenstein, that's right. And so he wants his trick-or-treating time. And by the time um, Nicole drops Henry off, he's so exhausted. He just wants to open his candy and whatnot. And um, Adam Driver wants his time with them. So he takes him out. Uh, it's hard, I guess, going trick-or-treating in L.A., I guess. I think it's just because it was so late at night. Maybe, that's why. Because nobody, because it's like 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. Nobody wants to give out candy anymore. And he eventually goes into like a convenience store and just buys him a bunch yeah. of candy. But once they get back to the hotel no, room. I don't think he buys, he asks just a clerk. That's right. He doesn't buy him and the candy. But when, when Nicole drops him off, he Henry pours all of his candy onto the floor and it's a whole bucket full. And then when at, um when Charlie comes back, and drops him off at the hotel. He pours out the candy that he got from Charlie, and it's like a good seven pieces. But he looks around at Charlie goes to get some beer. He looks down, and he's like, "Did somebody give you a lighter?" And there's like a lighter yeah. sitting there. And it's one of the funniest lines in the movie. It's just a perfect example of how the movie is um, not only one of the best movies of 2019, but maybe one of the yeah, funniest of the movies funny of 2019. I think it's funnier than Once Upon a Time. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think it, it really because that that line just like really cracked me up. And a lot of the jokes go to Charlie, but because it's Adam Driver, he knows exactly how to deliver it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, he knows exactly how to deliver every line. Um, the courtroom scene now, not the one with Alan Alda, but the one with oh. Ray Liotta towards the end, just because that is kind of the final step in the process. And um, for a brief period of time. Adam Driver couldn't afford Ray Liotta, so he went to Alan Alda's lawyer, who is a little cheaper. Mm -hmm. And um, just Nicole and Nora, they were they were hitting hard with him. They were playing dirty, and so he decided to get uh, a dirty lawyer as well. And this is this is just a scene really where Ray Liotta and Laura Dern are talking, yes, that's and that's it. really it. They don't I think other than just saying "bless you." They don't say anything. But with the facial expressions they see, yeah. we see, we can see that Charlie and Nicole are like, exactly. what is Downtown happening? Dumb yeah, when you're arguing custody. But when you want more money, he's a big, rich, genius Broadway director. You can't have it both ways. Really? Why not? And whether you think it's fair or not, Jay, the first monetary installment from the MacArthur grant was put into a joint marital account and thus became community property. Put that so money this in many a joint account? There's not going to be anything be left anyway. I'm using parties. it all to divorce her. Nora, I have to say that your account of this marriage takes place in an alternate reality. <laughs> By suddenly moving to L.A. and insisting on an L.A. residence, Nicole is withholding Henry. Counsel, please Alienating be him from his father which has turned Charlie's world upside down. It Counselor. amounts to an ambush. Withholding, Jay? Really? Alienating? All right. <laughs> Those are fighting words, and it's simply false and doesn't Why nothing do we to do really feel hurt. Yeah. That they're not only, you know, not only that they're... Hurting former, each other. Hurting each other. Yeah. Yeah. But also that they're hurt themselves yeah. by what they're doing to each other. And just like, how did we get... It's really a how did we get here moment, mm -hmm. I think. That's the point in the movie. It was movie. a great angle, too, where it's just like on the ground looking up at them. Mm -hmm. and, great directing yeah. in that scene. I um, also like the fact that every once in a while someone will just sneeze. And that kind of like brings you back that, oh, they're like... it's. A, you know, yeah, like it's like it, it. It was treated like it was an actual yeah. human um, uh, moment, unlike this like scripted movie scene. Yeah. Um, any scene with Alan Alda and Adam yeah. Driver are really good. Uh, we'll get to Alan Alda's performance in a minute, but they're both funny and just seeing the difference between Ray Liotta's lawyer and Alan Alda's lawyer, who's this like more um, experienced guy who he, he's kind of like a dad <laughs> a yes. little bit it's like we know that charlie didn't have a good relationship with his dad but this is kind of like his uh, dad figure in his life in a way and just any scene with them was mm -hmm. really good um laura dern's monologue yes this was her for your consideration moment it was a great monologue about how um the mom is always held to a higher standard because 
the world didn't know what a good dad was until 30 years ago before that dads were um, just expected to be selfish and awful. And if they did even the slightest thing, like and make a sandwich for the kid, they were praised and respected. And it's such a, a great um, monologue about the, our, our perceived notions of parents, especially the, the basis male. of our Judeo-Christian whatever is Mary, mother of Jesus, and she's perfect. She's a virgin yeah, who gives birth. The whole movie. And it wasn't even like that long of a monologue in yeah. a way, but um, it was certainly Laura Dern's for your consideration. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, Adam Driver's visit. So... There has to be a like a social worker, I guess, who like has to visit both parents to see how they are with their child. And at this point, Charlie's rented. He's gone from a hotel to renting just like a really crappy apartment building. Yeah, it looks like something like, do you know, like those houses that you just walk into when it's like for sale and like there's just, you know, weird furniture everywhere. That's what it's like. Yeah, it's there's a very, it's a very bland apartment. No no paint white everywhere yeah like crappy drywall and stuff like that um and he just has the social worker comes in you can tell that he really really wants this to go well and uh somehow we get to him cutting himself open with a knife because he's trying to teach he's showing her this trick that he teached hit henry i don't even remember what it was it was just like I think it was like he would like have the blade out and mm-hmm. then like pretend to cut himself, but then put the blade back into the knife. And then he forgot to put yeah. the blade back in the knife, so he's bleeding everywhere, and he ends up passing out in the end. Yeah, oh, that also leads to one of my favorite quotes. I think. Yeah. Okay. When we get to this quote. Um, and probably the most famous scene that come out mm-hmm. of the movie, the fight. Yeah, and I like this scene because it's like the only fight scene that they have. Any other movie would have like five fight scenes mm-hmm. they only have like one how, how long would you say it ten five five to ten minutes five to fight? ten minutes this is i think right after the courtroom scene so this is when nicole is just like okay this is getting ridiculous now we can talk about this like grown-ups and charlie is still really upset at her mm-hmm. for saying everything for playing as dirty as she has during this whole process and what i love about this so much is that it's this is where a lot of people said that driver and johansson were overacting but this is like a really good interpretation of what an actual fight is it starts off with like not trying to start a conversation yeah nicole's just trying to start off a conversation charlie's not doing anything to admit that he's wrong because he doesn't want to admit that he's wrong and then it ends with him saying that i wish you were dead if i knew that henry was going to be okay in life i wish that you died got hit by a car and he and very heartbreaking moment it's a very heartbreaking moment. It's incredible directing from Noah Baumbach. Yeah. It's not necessarily a long take, but it goes back to that editing. Um, Johansson and Driver are acting through tears. Driver ends up punching a drywall. Um, and it, it it is the most heartbreaking scene of the movie, especially when Adam Driver just like goes down on his knees and like mm-hmm. cries into Scarlett Johansson. And I already just says, lost. You didn't love me as much as I loved you. What does that have to do with L.A.? What? You're so merged with your own selfishness, you don't even identify it as selfishness anymore. You're such a dick. Every day I wake up and I hope you're dead. Dead like if I can guarantee Henry would be okay. I'd hope you'd get an illness and they get hit by a car and die. You're right. It's great because it's the only fight scene yeah. that we get throughout we, the entire movie. You've been expecting it, but you weren't, ex- you know, like yeah. You know it line. was going to happen, yeah. and then they do it in just such a powerful way, and they really go for they it go, when they yeah. do for it. Um, and then I liked the final scene of the movie mm-hmm. when um, everything they they have joint custody of their child. Charlie is now living in Los Angeles so he can be closer to Henry. And um, Hen- Henry finds a letter and Charlie goes up and is like, what What you got there? Throughout the entire movie, Henry's had trouble reading yeah. in school. So Charlie just tries to teach him how to read. And so he walks in on Charlie reading a letter and he sees that it's the 
it's the list of reasons why he that, loves Nicole. I feel like should be Adam Driver's worst consideration because he's holding back tears. He's holding back tears right. because event- there's some words that he doesn't know, Henry doesn't know how to say, so he ends up reading it himself. Jokes. And he he's extremely organized and thorough. He's very clear about what he wants, unlike me, who can't always tell. I fell in love with him two seconds after I saw him. stop loving him even though it doesn't so, make sense anymore that and the fight are my two and it's yeah. really hard for me to pick between the two did you have I any have other like, ones I, I have adam driver singing oh yes that was that a that great that was scene a really in the moment it was a very strange thing scene to put in yeah but it was really well done it's one shot of adam driver just singing the song this is like his final day in new york yeah. before he moves to la and he's just wrapped up his last production and he just he go they he's go to a bar he's very drunk and he just starts singing i don't know what the song is but it was a, it was very it was a great song and it, it was a. Uh, you didn't really expect that to be in here no. in a movie like this. So I had that. I had Alan Alda's intro because mm-hmm. I thought because I just really like Alan Alda in this movie. Yeah, and more specifically in I just, I put the for, first courtroom scene, the one with Alan Alda, because of the scene between uh, Adam Driver and him, because it's just like showing that pretty much not only is Alan Alda not like not the best lawyer ever. Yeah, but that. I mean, Charlie's really broke at this point and, like, has no idea what to do. He's very desperate. So that scene, that's not, they're not in a courtroom. This is back when they think that they can still handle it by themselves or, like, um, civil in a way. And what's great, too, about that scene is, like, Nora at one point is just giving it to Charlie and making him look like he's a really bad guy. And then Alan Alda's character is like, how about we take a five-minute break? And then Nora just starts praising him on his plays. She she says that she went to see one of his plays in New York, and it was incredible, and it's two minutes of that. And then they go right back into it. She goes right back into ripping him. Also, when they're ordering lunch, the... um... Fred, what's Scarlett Johansson's name? Nicole. Nicole. Nicole orders for uh, Charlie. Because she knows what he she wants. Because know, yeah. they pretty much know too. each other. And you forget that, oh my gosh, these two, like, at one point, like, knew each other really well. It, it's hard It's hard for you to remember that at one point these two loved each other, but there are subtle ways like that that are brought up throughout yeah. the movie to help remind uh, you. And that was it. Okay. So mine's either the fight scene or the final scene. I really really like the final scene because it's really emotional but i think i'm gonna have to go fight scene just because it's probably the most famous scene that will come out of this movie i'm i'm gonna go with the uh, second courtroom scene okay the one okay the, the one, one where you were praising the director yeah, okay it was all amazing right because they show just the right amount of emotion mm-hmm. they don't like overdo it they did it just right. nobody and cries they, in that no scene, one cries right? and the back and forth between laura dern and ray liotta was amazing mm-hmm. and just the the judge you don't see until like the last twenty seconds of the scene. So when he like talks and he's off screen, it's like very oh my gosh, that's right. They're they're yeah. in a courtroom because they're just it's just like Dern and Leota yeah. like talking to each other, and then it kind of pans and to it, like, remind you they're in that, a courtroom. Because like when remember the scene where like it was like Charlie's first time coming over since they split, mm-hmm. and uh, Nicole's walking down the stairs. And she, like, trips a little bit. And she says, huh, I think I drank too much wine. And then that comes back. Yeah. And also, the car seat debacle. When uh, Charlie didn't put in the car seat correctly. That is also brought back. Which is also to another make... funny joke because Ray Liotta's like, you did... they can't do that. They... Yeah, <laughs> the... well, because he rents a car and driver thought that they did it yeah. for him but they can't do it because of liability reasons and they use those two incidences yeah. to make the other look bad so like those things that you just thought were like throwaway things yeah come back mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie yeah, so that's why that I, the subtlety is like that that that's what makes it so that's your all right all right um the Meryl streep award for best performance it's just really Driver and Johansson yeah. because they're both in the movie for the longest. Um, 
so let's let's go through both of these performances and let's start with who do you want to start with? Start with Johansson. Johansson, okay. Um, huge year for Johansson, twenty nineteen. She does Avengers Endgame. The trailer for Black Widow comes out. She has Jojo Rabbit, and then she also has Gets this nominated movie. for two Oscars. Yes, um, this really showed that if you. I think it's easy to get lost in the fact that she's only uh, one of the high, I think the highest paid actress currently in Hollywood because she's in these blockbuster movies, but she also does these small indie movies and gives yeah, performances like, like these. She gives like some of the best She's like a legitimate actress. Yeah. Even like her, you know, it's just the voice, but people were praising yeah. her in that. Yeah. Um, it, they do give her a pixie cut in this movie, which is interesting. I heard some people say that they didn't want her beauty to distract from the role itself. And so that's why they gave her this kind of, I didn't like the haircut at all. No, it wasn't. Really. So that was interesting. I never thought about it like that. I don't know necessarily if she had her long hair, if I would be distracted by her beauty more though, so than I am in any of the other movies that she's in. So. Yeah, it was just a haircut that bothered me. Yeah. But I, I respect what people are thinking. Yeah, about that. Say that. Um, and then Adam Driver, who is a curious case, because I think especially we're taping this a week after he hosted SNL for the f- third time. And I just think people forget not only what a talented actor he is, but also what comedic ability he has, because he's most known as Kylo Ren, unfortunately. Yeah even though he's been in, like, 50 other movies with 50 big directors. And he has great comedic ability in this movie. where very funny. He's, like, the funniest character. Where it's not necessarily, like, a Jason Bateman straight man performance, but it's kind of a... It's never, like, an out there. Like, he's, oh, I slipped on a banana peel. Like, it's never, like, physical comedy. Like, the way he says the lines are, like, the funniest part in his dry delivery for me. Yeah. So, who do you think gave the better performance in this? Adam Driver or Scarlett Johansson? Who's getting the Meryl Streep Award? I think another complaint that a lot of people had with this movie, too, was that it it seemed like it leaned more so towards Charlie, because... But, like I said, I think the second act is just the longest act of this movie, and so that's why it feels the case. But that third act really is both of their stories together. It really, like, the first act, it's like, oh man, Charlie's a jerk. And then second act, oh, I, well, I feel see, bad for him. Yeah, I, I relate to him. him. I can kind of see where he's coming from. Second act, you're just going back. Third act, you're just going back and forth. Yeah, because you can see, like, what both of them mean. Yeah, which is like Charlie, like, just assumed mm-hmm. that uh, Nicole wanted to be there in New York. When really she didn't. Yeah. And it was like, oh my gosh. Which is why I i don't think this is either an Adam Driver movie or a Scarlett Johansson yeah. movie. Like I would Kramer versus Kramer, which I think of as a Dustin Hoffman movie, even though... Did he win the Oscar for that? Both of them did. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Adam Driver or Scarlett Johansson? I'll say Adam Driver. Okay. I, mean, I think just because of the ending. I think... Um, this Girl is hard. Johansson certainly does cry a lot more than Adam. She does. Did. That's the thing. And I, I'm not saying that but, you should get this award automatically because you cry more, but yeah, she's but also acting like, through the also tears. Also, like the call, the call scene after Halloween, and she's just like so angry. Yeah. And half the movie, she's like really angry and screaming. I think really that good. I think that this was a big movie for Johansson because, like I said, even though she had been in other movies besides Marvel movies, this was kind of her proof mm-hmm. that, especially after spoiler, Black Widow dies in Endgame, and she gets like she's probably gonna only have one more Marvel movie yeah. under her belt. So, you know, we saw what Robert Downey Jr. did post MCU, <laughs> and it's nowhere near what Scarlett yeah. Johansson is doing. Well, in fairness, Robert Downey Jr. like had stuff before the MCU. So did she, but she still comes out and gives something that's not Doolittle. I'll go, I'll go Adam Driver though too, because okay. I thought Adam Driver had a chance at winning the Oscar. Yeah. Um, the Heath Ledger Award for Best Performance in a Supporting Role. Now this is tricky because I think that there are only like two real performances you can categorize as supporting, especially when we have the Rooney Mara Award for best performance with the least amount of time. 
So I think for the Heath Ledger Award, I had Laura Dern, obviously, and uh, Julie Haggerty, who is the actress who plays Nicole's mom, because hmm. I think she's in the movie and she's her, in the movie. I think I had her for best with the least. I thought she yeah. was in the movie more than the other people that we're going to say are best with the least. But let's talk about Laura Dern first, who will probably win the Oscar. Who, yeah. She's won the BAFTA, Critics' Choice, Golden Globe, SAG. She's won everything for it. And um, that it's interesting because she's in how how if you had to guess how I long do you think she's in the maybe movie? Twenty minutes. Yeah, she's that's what I thought movie too. Long. But she's in it consistently. Yeah. It's great how they space her out in the movie. Um, you she's, never forget about her. No, yeah, because yeah. it's always, it's never like I'm gonna say, ten minutes before you see her again, um, and that's just, it's always hard with the supporting. Yeah, because you don't know like how like what limits do you have? Because like if you're talking about like I used last year as an example, like Rachel Wise or Emma Stone are in that movie just as much as Olivia Colman More is. Than Olivia and people bring up Viola Davis is in Fences just as much as Denzel Washington is. So it's just always hard. But um, that monologue, I mean. Yeah. And it's not even, like, I that scene was amazing. Mm -hmm. But also just her, you know, calm, talking to Scarlett She's Johansson really supportive her, of supportive, Nicole. A very nice person. Yeah. But, when, you know, when it comes to trying to win a case, she's, like, yeah. crazy. Yeah. But she's a very nice person, very comforting person. They also. Like, when. Like, she didn't have to call Charlie and pretty much explain to him, like, what's going to happen. She didn't have to do that, right. but she did. But she, but even in that scene, she was defending Nicole yeah. to the death in that scene. And so I think that's, especially when we see how Ray Liotta treats Adam Driver, it's just always nice. Yeah. It, it was really nice for that. And then I put Julia Haggerty, because like I said, I thought she was in the movie a lot, too. Um, and she's great as Nicole Mott. Nicole's mom some people wanted kind of a bigger name actress like Susan Sarandon yeah. or Diane Keaton to play her because she's just like the way she smiles and the way yeah. she gets so excited when Charlie's around because she loves Only Charlie she, she doesn't do want to see yeah. him like she'll she'll also um he he asks her for favors behind Nicole's back and she and she does that too um there's a great scene where Nicole wakes up and we discover that she's living with her mom now in Los Angeles. And it's a great long take, I think too. Um, and it, yeah, I, I thought that she was really good in that, but I think, Would did you, you have anybody else? Well, I mean, I think I just put Ray Liotta and Alda just because they are supporting and I didn't know who else to, but what about Charlie? The kid, the kid, no, Henry, Henry, Henry. Henry. Well, we could easily put him for um, the Meryl Streep award too, but we mm -hmm. can put him for, for, this award um great he's, child he's, actor he was, a, he was great he doesn't have like not really a line you mm -hmm. know he doesn't have a lot of lines but he acts like a real child well this is interesting not trying to like yeah. overact as a child it's interesting too because they really show what bond he's formed with his mother mm -hmm. over his father like and how in he the car seat scene it's he doesn't want to leave yeah he yeah. doesn't want to he doesn't understand and it's also kind of this feeling of obliviousness that he has to his parents um divorce in general yeah. and not really understanding what's happening um yeah i think he could account for the heath ledger award i just think that it's laura dern's for well, the yeah, same right it's obviously gonna go to laura dern because yeah. she was amazing in it um the rooney mara award for best performance with the least amount of screen time, this is where I had Alan Alda and Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta definitely accounts yeah, for this because yeah. he's in the movie for two scenes. Um, Alan Alda also is in the movie for like Five most minutes. of the second act, maybe, and then disappears maybe after ten that. Minutes. Ten minutes, I would say. But he's, I mean, we've very accounted likeable. for he's all. Very likable in it. The, you're right, when he takes a, a recess during the, first courtroom scene mm -hmm. um that's really his his shining moment there yeah it was. and then i also had marriott weaver who plays um nicole's sister yes, i had her too she was she was great as this is very funny and extremely nervous to hand the paper that's just a great scene and she she was really good in that too yeah. oh, who wins Oh, I also had Wallace Shawn just because he's Wallace Shawn. That's right. That's yeah. you could have him in there too. He was he was great too. It was interesting because I didn't know what they were doing with his character because at the point that you're talking about where he's on the phone with Nora and Wallace Shawn just keeps interrupting him. It's like he's he's talking about how he keeps hugging this one yeah. actress and Charlie's giving like him advice to sleep with as many people as he can, men, yeah, women, anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's like okay, 
I think that they're portraying him as this like older stage actor yeah. who is like should not be relevant in today's <laughs> world in today's climate. But Ooh. I really like Marriott Weaver. I'll, I'll also say her. Yeah, she gets the Rooney Mara Award. Um, all right, the Wes Anderson Award for best shot in the movie. This it was hard to remember every shot. Scarlett, I went, I went through the movie. Okay, just to make sure I got a couple. All right, well, you can take over this. I will say the one, the only one that I had was Scarlett Johansson's introduction, where she walks into the spotlight with the black turtleneck on. That was, that um, was very unique. Yeah, that was. Unique. I had pretty much just because it's a long take. Scarlett's monologue just doesn't even move the. It very rarely, like, just turns. Well, once she gets up from the couch and goes to the bathroom, then the camera turns, and it stays there for the rest yeah. of the monologue. Uh, I also had... I just like the shot where it's Charlie, Nicole, and Henry in bed, and, like, Nicole's just kind of crying a little, and he's reading him... Char- uh, Charlie's Char- reading Henry a story. Yeah. I just thought that was a very unique shot, because that's, like, the only... Like main shot that's like has all three of them. Yeah, that's like the that's last like the time. That's like the closest the three of them ever get. Yeah, I also had. Uh, just be no, I was I I was gonna say Adam Good Driver's talk. uh courtroom where he's just like walking around. No, but I don't know why I put that there. Looking back on it, and I also had Adam Driver's singing because it's probably the longest take in the movie. The camera like follows him like he goes up on stage, sings one note. Goes, starts to go back to a seat and then comes yeah. back and sings the rest of the song. So I thought that was very unique and that's all I had. There's also a great scene um, when he goes into Ray Liotta's office. There's a scene through the fish tank and like that's when Henry is like, hey, I've seen those fishes before. And Adam Driver's like, no, you haven't. But we, we find out that um, Nicole went to every basically every law office in Los Angeles so that way Charlie yeah. couldn't use them but um that was a I like that shot too that and then there's the fine one of the final shots not the final shot which is a great shot of Adam Driver and Just Henry walking, walking off yeah. and then the credits start rolling but also when Johansson and Driver are hugging Henry dressed Joh- as the Beatles and Johansson ties uh Charlie's shoe oh yeah that's yeah, great that at the end nice. yeah that, that was, was sweet um all right the uh speed award for nitpick I didn't have a lot of nitpicks in this movie. I had one, and it was like one that I'm not even sure counts as a nitpick. Okay, go ahead. What was with the babysitter in the beginning of this movie? It's more curiosity. Remember the fact that you don't remember the babysitter, do you? Well, no, I remember the babysitter. Why is that nitpick, though? I don't know. I'm just curious. What was, like, why was she here? They need somebody to watch their kid. They just came back from doing a production of their play. Who else were they going to well, get to watch their kid? I was just curious on, like... What were you curious about? I don't know. Who the babysitter was? Like, the way she just said every word. I was very curious. I'm like, oh. Oh, I guess I don't remember her that much. She's in it for, like, a good minute, and then that's yeah. it. Um, that's the only nitpick I had. I have no other nitpicks. You movie. could count um, Scarlett Johansson's haircut maybe as a nitpick. Um, there's that scene... After um, Adam Driver gets visited by the social worker, and then it's um, Nicole and her sister and her mom singing a song oh, at the party. Oh, we should have put that her her in for best of police. Who? The, the social worker. The social yes, worker, she gets yeah. in. She gets a nomination for the Renamara Award because she was um, a very awkward and yet serious yeah. human being the whole time. She definitely gets in there. But the scene after where Nicole is singing a song with her mom. And her sister at this like neighborhood block party. That was kind of that was, that yeah, was that like was a, a little weird. That was out of nowhere, and it was also like we just got a singing. We just got Adam Driver singing like twenty minutes ago. We probably don't need another singing. Um, I think that was it. I had one more in mind, but now I can't remember what it was. Like I, I said, we really like this movie, so it. there wasn't that many nitpicks. Um, the Baby Driver Award. For best use of music, I think we've already. Someone to need you too much. Someone to know you too well. Someone to pull you up short, to put you through hell. You see what you look for, you know? You're not a kid anymore, Robbie. I don't think I'll ever be a kid again, kiddo. Being alive. Being alive. Being alone. The only other ones like Scarlett Johansson and her sister and mom singing, but no. No, but I just said that as a nitpick because I didn't really like that scene as much. The John Williams Award for Best Use of Score. This is a very 
it fits the movie very well. I didn't hear it a lot the first time I watched it, and then I like rewatched like a couple scenes. And I was like, yeah. "Oh my god!" It's used it's a lot during the opening montages, mm-hmm. and then um, a lot of driving scenes where um, yeah. Charlie is driving around Los Angeles. It's used in the background a lot. It's, it's it was very. It's a score that fits perfectly with the movie. Yeah, it was by uh, Randy Newman, and um, yeah, it does fit the I, movie very the well. The only one I I feel like this is the winner, but the opening is what I have winning. Yeah, I I think that that's the best use of it just because that's the longest use of it too. Yeah. And I didn't even notice it the first time Me I watched neither. it. And then as the movie went on, I was like, oh, this is actually a really good score. Um, And then finally, the Casablanca Award for best quote in the movie, just some um, that I had. Um, Criminal lawyers see bad people at their best. Divorced lawyers see good people at their worst. I never really came alive for myself. I was only feeding his aliveness. That's Nicole. Um, Alan Alda's character getting divorced with a kid is one of the hardest things to do. It's like a death without a body. Those are the three that I had. A lot of the other ones have the F word in it a lot. So unless you want to cover up the F word, which you can't do. I just took random screenshots on IMDb, so I'm just... Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh You want me to to sing whatever song Adam Driver was singing in the movie? Yeah, could you? Oh, we forgot to bring up during when we were talking about the Wes Anderson Award how Noah Baumbach got snubbed for Best Director. Oh, he absolutely. But that just shows you what an infuriating year it was for Best Director. Yeah. Because I didn't think Todd Phillips nor Martin Scorsese should have gotten, but there was also like Lulu Wong who got snubbed and Greta Gerwig who got snubbed, and it was just hard. It was a great directing year, but like. But the people who did get nominations probably were most deserving of it just because it was very unique and i've seen some of uh, the only other two bomb back movies i've seen are francis ha and greenberg and this was definitely a whole different type of directing style than what he's used in those two movies okay i have one we didn't have a deal oh charlie says this we didn't have a deal it was something we discussed laura dern's character so it's a deal when it's something you want and a discussion when uh nicole wants it she's great at turning uh using your words against you okay this is after uh the how what do you call it house inspector social worker so well home inspection i think uh henry says dad are you okay this is after he cuts himself Mm -hmm. he's like dad are you okay charlie yeah i'm just tired dad did did she like us yeah she thought we were great and like it's funny because he's like slowly just like losing a lot of blood and he's like about to pass out yeah well he is he's on like the floor at this point uh from nicole's letter i fell in love with him two seconds after i saw him and i never stopped loving him even though it doesn't make sense anymore is that when he's crying when he's he's reading to henry okay um even though i'm six this is from uh uh mom. Even though I'm 64 and have a dead gay husband, I manage to get up every day, live my life, and I feel pretty good about it. That's either the winner for me or Nicole saying I never really came alive for myself. I was only feeding his aliveness. Yeah. Uh, I also have one more. This does have the F word in it. I'm just going to say F-bomb. Okay. okay. You don't want a voice. You just want to effing complain about not having a voice that's from charlie during their fight yeah and there are a lot of great quotes during that fight but it's a lot of back and forth um a lot of f-bombs so i didn't really include yeah. a lot of those. I, I i would say either the nicole quote or her mom's quote because that's that's just a great comedic quote too um the last thing i just wanted to touch on about this movie is what a great character piece it is mm-hmm. and the great oh well a nitpick i just remembered one nitpick i would have to say is the affair wasn't really needed, I think, just because it wasn't brought so. up that much. I think that that's one of the main reasons why she wanted a divorce. Well, there, like yeah, the driving reason, like the step forward. There was a great quote um, that Adam Driver had during the fight, which was, "You're not mad I slept with her. You're mad that I laughed with her." Yeah, and that was a great quote. Um, but that's just—it's an, just another great character piece. You really have an understanding of why these two. Because I think one of the complaints that came from it is that they clearly love each other. Why don't they just get together? Why don't they just stay together? And it's just really great way of making you understand that Nicole wants to have this career that she never really did have. Because she met Charlie so quickly and she had Henry so quickly. And so she wants to have this career. And Charlie is not a man of change. He has his own life. 
and so I just it's it's a great character piece along with everything else that we mentioned. It is a very driving character piece, absolutely. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on the film? It was my favorite movie of 2019, and it's one of my favorite movies because. Like everything's perfect in my. It's eyes. a very rewatchable movie. Yeah. I can easily rewatch it, and it's not. I never talk about editing in movies, but, but you really like editing, and I didn't even think about that when we were doing this. It's it's just so amazing on what they got away with. It was incredible. So should we make an editing award then? Should we should we bestow the Edgar Wright Award to this movie? I don't think. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. So new category: the Edgar Wright Award for best, and it, for edit. best editing. This movie had great editing, it, it, and you're gonna give it to the courtroom scene, right? Because that's what yes, you were praising the absolutely. most. Okay, so the courtroom scene gets the Edgar Wright Award for best editing. Well, thank you so much for uh, listening to our uh, marriage story podcast. podcast. <laughs> I was trying to think of the word. I couldn't think of the word. Um, stay tuned for more. Uh, Aiden and I are planning on doing uh, a thousand, give or take. Give or take, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it will movies probably take us a us, decade. A thousand movies. Yeah, it will probably take us a decade to do, but we'll get there. Thank you so much for listening.